Welcome to the Reynolds home. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord, and we have some refugees here from Houston, and a friend of my wife, Sylvia, and her husband, Larry, have fled the flooding in Houston, this area. We welcome you. Amen. We're glad you're here, not for the circumstances that brought you here, but we're glad you're here today. Amen. We welcome all of our guests here today. Praise God. There uh, was your daughter coming in from New York, and um, they've closed the airports in Houston, I guess, so she's going to fly here. And uh, who knows when they'll get back, but there's a lot of flooding down there. We have our, my mother-in-law is 92, and they drove her up, and she made it. Amen. So she's staying with us right now. <laughs> and, um, and. And we're just uh, praying that they can uh, go back home quickly, that there's not too much damage, but th their house is flooding in the area that she is in. So just keep them in prayer. And uh, so many that need prayer in that area. Amen. Well, God is so good. I do want to announce that this Thursday, uh, the Spanish will be not meeting with us on Wednesdays in the room. They've outgrown that. They need this area here. So they'll be having their midweek in here. And so we're excited about that. And uh, so if you can't come on Wednesday and you want to learn Spanish, come on Thursday. <laughs> Amen. And so we're just excited about what God is doing. And uh, we hope, you know, as we're reaching out, uh, we've been reaching into some French-speaking community we may have a French service also so praise God and uh, we may have to add another English service amen and we we don't let let's not let the building dictate but instead of going way into debt and building bigger uh, let's utilize this as much as we can amen and and God will bless we can Fill it up to the glory of God. But it's more than that. Church is more than just coming here. Amen. When they go to the nursing home and minister, they're having church. When they have ladies prayer here, they're having church. You're teaching a Bible study in somebody's home, you're having church. Amen. It's wherever two or three are gathered in His name. Amen. I know that scripture is talking a lot about discipline there, but it's also true. He is in our midst. Praise God. It's good to be back home. Amen. We had a good trip, and we had some fun while we were gone, and uh, got to get away. I said, I'm, usually I'll go on a mission trip or something like that, but this time I said, I'm taking my wife. Praise God. And so we got to go, and, and uh, we went to Lake Tahoe out there and uh, flew out. Flew out to Reno, spent a little time in the casino. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Kidding, kidding. Amen. But uh, 
we uh, drove down there and learned a lot, a lot of history down there, didn't know about. And um, that lake is so deep, it's like 1,600 feet deep, and there's enough water there to give every American family 30 gallons of water a day for 20 years. Amen. It's amazing. So just some good stuff. Would you turn with me to St. Luke chapter 10? St. Luke chapter 10. Amen. And if you would stand for the reading of God's word today. I am going to try to watch my time, but you know what? We're going to go on God's time. Right. So if I'm a little long-winded today, so <laughs> who said that's so <laughs> Hallelujah. Can somebody say amen? amen? Very familiar passage, but chapter 10, verse 25 says, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. Well, that's something to be told by the Lord. You answered correctly, isn't it? But he wanting to justify himself said to Jesus, he just had to push the issue. You know, sometimes we just don't know when to stop. <laughs> and he said, who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from, Jericho, uh, from Jerusalem to Jericho, fell among thieves who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Or in the Greek, that is, he left him dying. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him he had compassion so he went to him and bandaged his wounds pouring on oil and wine and set him on his own animal brought him to an inn and took care of him on the next day when he departed he took out two denarii a denarii gave them to the innkeeper and said to him take care of him and whatever more you spend when I come again I will repay you so which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? And he said, he who showed mercy on him. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. You may be seated. I wanted a different title today than who is your neighbor. So I, I told Kristen and Jeanette the gist of my message and I said, help me with the title. So they said, when doing wrong is right. Well, you got the response you thought you would, right? <laughs> when doing wrong is right. 
Amen. Praise God. Wish I could take credit for it. Now, I'm probably going to start out a little different today, but this, this young lawyer, Pharisee lawyer, testing Jesus, and, and most likely he's younger than Jesus. He's probably no older than Drew. Uh, Jesus is already 30 about this, begins his ministry. And he's, he's testing Jesus to see what Jesus believes. And in Jesus' day, there are seven schools of Pharisees. And basically, I'm not going to talk about all, but two of them, the, the most progressive one was taught by a rabbi by the name of Halil about 70 years before Christ. He was a Jewish rabbi, teacher that was respected. And he basically, basically believed about the law in the Old Testament that it was, uh, God's word is, is uh, not changing, but it's progressive. God, God is changing to meet the environment. To meet the environment. And then there is the Judean Shimei is the rabbi's name. He is the very conservative one, teacher that is highly respected. And, and he says, let's not change anything. You, you, you go by the letter of the law. And when Jesus entered into the debates of his day, which he did, and a lot of times they would debate issues, Seven times, Jesus takes Halil's point. And one time, he takes the rabbi Shemaiah's, or Shemaiah's point. There were great issues. Now, we have great issues in our day. Uh, right now, one of the issues is homosexuality. Even in the church, you have churches, it's an issue. Uh, women pastors, uh, worship style, uh, creation versus evolution. These, these types of debates in our day that they're, they're different issues, okay? But, but one of the issues of Jesus' day up for debate was, what is the greatest commandment? They would debate these things. Now, why would they want to know what is the greatest commandment? Amen. And it's simply because the Jews noticed something about the commandments. That the commandments can conflict each other. In other words, to keep one, you may have to break another. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, does the Bible say don't work on the Sabbath under the law of Moses? Yes, it does. But the Bible also says if your donkey falls in a hole, pull him out. Right? Does it say that? Yes. What if your donkey falls in a hole on the Sabbath day. 
What do you do? Say, tough luck. You have to wait till tomorrow. Now, some people have that attitude. Okay? Now, which commandment are you going to break? Because you're going to break one. You're either not going to help the donkey at the time of need, or you're going to break. How many knows it's work to get a donkey out of a hole? Or you're going to break the Sabbath. You understand what I'm talking about? These were debates in their day. These were questions in their day. And the rabbis have to figure all this out. And just like our day, there was differences of opinion in Jesus' day. There were differences of thought in Jesus' day. And there were differences of teaching in Jesus' day. They were all Jews, but there were differences. Amen. And, and they did all this because some commandments you are never to break. And others you have to break to keep another one. So, Mr. Halal, Rabbi, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, he taught, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. Amen. That was number one. Now stay with me. Number two, he felt, was love your neighbor as yourself. Number three, Keep the Sabbath. Number four, don't commit adultery. It at least made the list. <laughs> Number five, idolatry. That was under the teaching of Halal, and there was a group of Pharisees that followed the teachings of Rabbi Halal. But there was also a group that followed Rabbi Shimei. Rabbi Shimei, what's the greatest commandment? That's easy, he would say. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. There wasn't any question there. They all agreed with that one. But number two was you keep the Sabbath day. You mean I can't? Heal on the Sabbath day? No. Because Sabbath day is a greater commandment than love thy neighbor. In the group that followed Shemai. Now, you see why Jesus would argue and they would come against him. Why are you healing on the Sabbath day? Amen. You see what teaching they followed. Not that they were bad people. They were religious people. And they loved God and they didn't want to break God's commandments. So that one debate or another debate of the day on which we would find order of importance is on the commandment, love thy neighbor. Helio said that's number two. After loving God, you love your neighbor. 
Shemaiah said, number 18, in his list of importance. And you've got to remember, the Sadducees were even stricter than the Pharisees that fell under Shemaiah. So the next great debate of the day was, who is my neighbor then? You know, if I'm to love my neighbor, tell me who my neighbor is. So you see the two questions that was asked Jesus. Lord, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus, he says, Jesus, what sayest thou? And he gives the two most important questions. Jesus agrees with him. So what teaching is Jesus falling under? Halal. But the next debate is, who is my neighbor? Mr. Shemai, Rabbi Shemai, the, the very conservative one. Is a believing Jew my neighbor? Yes, yes, a believing Jew is your neighbor. He's your brother. Is an unbelieving Jew my brother or my neighbor? Well, then he would ask, is he moral? Yes, well then yes, he's your neighbor. Is a pagan Jew my neighbor? No, not a chance. You don't have to love them. According to Shemaiah's teaching in the sect of the Pharisees in Jesus' day. Well, what about a Roman? <laughs> no way. <laughs> Bible says hate your enemies. Right. And they're your enemies and they're God's enemies too. Amen. I got an amen out of that one. <laughs> well, Mr. Halal, who is my neighbor? Mr. Halal is Rabbi Halal is is a believing Jew my neighbor? Yes. He's your brother. What about an unbelieving Jew? Yes. He's your neighbor. What about a pagan Jew? Wasn't he made in God's image? Yes. He's your neighbor. What about a Roman? Halal said, aren't they God's creatures also? Yes. He's your neighbor. What about a pagan Roman? Still. He's God's creature. Yes. He's your neighbor. What about a Samaritan? No way. Halal taught, no way. They don't, they aren't even human. You don't have to love them. That was the teaching of the day. They hated the Samaritans. The Samaritans were mixed and they didn't consider them human. A Jew would rather walk around Samaria than go through Samaria. That's why it's something when you read in your Bible when Jesus says, I need to go through Samaria. Samaria. And then that's why the woman at the well who was a Samaritan said, you being a Jew, talk to me. They didn't do it. It wasn't done. Amen. And so 
not only Shammai was a little strict, but they all hated the Samaritans. So we have this parable. And remember that to answer a question, the Jews would always answer with a story because they want you to feel the answer emotionally. Amen. He didn't just tell him who his neighbor was, but he answers him with this story, this parable. And some have written that this is the greatest parable ever told in the history of mankind. This one right here. This parable right here. Of what we call the Good Samaritan. So, we come to this lawyer, the Bible says. He's a Pharisee. He believes in the teaching of Halal. You know why we, teach? we know he believes in the teaching of Halal? Because of the way he answers Jesus. What say you are those greatest commandments that you need to keep? And he answers them the way a student of Halal would answer them. But now he wants to justify himself, the Bible says. And so he says, who is my neighbor? And so Jesus gives forth as a certain man goes from Jerusalem down to Jericho and it was a down road to Jericho now when we think of roads we think of uh, you know highways almost but if you look at the road to Jericho which was about I think 17 miles it was a dangerous road to travel if you traveled it alone it was dangerous because of thieves that would hide behind the rocks and this man is traveling alone. But in most places, it's, it's only about a foot wide. It's a trail that you follow down. And so Jesus said a certain man goes from Jerusalem down to Jericho. And, and as he's going, thieves, he falls amongst thieves. And so he's not telling anything that couldn't have possibly happened. Now, we figure he's a Jew because he's going down from Jerusalem. And, and, and so he, he's beaten up. He's, they strip him of his clothes and, and the Bible says they leave him half dead or in the Greek mean dying. He's dying. And then there comes this priest he says walking by. This priest, a Sadducee. Somebody said they're sad, you see? You know, that's <laughs> and so he, he, he goes and the Bible says he he passes by on the other side. Now, mind you, the path's only a, you know, a foot wide or so. So he practically has to step over the guy to get by him. But he passes by on the other side. It is said that when they were going down from uh, religious purposes and rituals, that even if their shadow touched somebody dead, that it defiled you. It made you unclean. And, and he's a priest. And, the, and what's he trying to do? Why is he trying to avoid this man? Now, we want to make him out as mean, ugly. How could he do such a thing? Why would he do such a thing? I would never do anything like that. This guy... The Sadducees were stricter than Shammai. He was trying to obey the law. Because the law said, you shall not touch a dying man, a dead man, whether it's your brother, family member. When you're in that priestly role, you were not that because you make yourself 
unclean. And you see, to him, to him, touching something unclean was a greater commandment than loving your neighbor. You're either getting what I'm saying and it's quiet. And then the Levite comes and the same thing. He goes by and he, they look. Now the Levite might look to see what he had on him. There's nothing to take there, so I think I'll move on. You know. But he passes. And again, the same teaching. I can't touch it. I'll be made unclean. You know, it's like, can I give you maybe a modern day example? It's like helping somebody on the side of the road and say, well, I can't. I'll be late to church. And we know how Kristen hates us to be late. So So if I have to help this guy, I can't be late to church. Or I might be late to work. And so we we choose. This is what that that priest may have been weeping in his heart. Oh I wish I could help this guy, but can't break God's law. I just, I can't do. Let me tell you, that's when doing right can be wrong. I remember one time, and I'm going to tell on myself. Just got into church, young man. My and and the past, or my dad was still taking me to church at that time, and it was snowing like crazy in Ohio, snowing, and somebody had had, had run off the road there where we lived, and we lived on kind of a busy road, and they'd run off and. And dad was out there helping him. I was getting ready for church. And, and then when I was getting ready to go, dad was still helping him. I said, man, I'm going to be late for church. You know, I'm about 13, 14. I'm going to be late for church. And all that. And my sister Nancy said, I thought you were a Christian. <laughs> oh, they loved it when you know you. I thought you were a Christian. I said, well, I thought I was too. What happened? She says, well, aren't you supposed to help somebody when they're in need? I mean, conviction fell all over me. I thought, she's right. She was right. Here I was worried about being on time for church, and Dad was out there helping somebody. I should have been out there helping. Amen. But Jim Jesus says, now this... This, you got to understand the teaching here. This, this young lawyer who, who believes in the teaching of Halal, he's thinking, I mean, his chest is puffed out, you know. He knows it's love your neighbor as yourself. And here the priest who believes, you know, in Shemaiah's teaching, they pass on by and the Levite passes on. I wouldn't pass on by. He's feeling pretty good about him. I wouldn't pass on by. I know it's love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus is going to make me look good. It's going to make me look real good. He's just proud of himself, you see. Then all of a sudden, Jesus comes up. But then there was a certain Samaritan. And that young lawyer's, oh, if I could just somehow get out of here. He's going to embarrass me in front of my friends. Oh, Samaritan. Oh, my goodness. You've got to be kidding me. But Jesus says, a certain Samaritan comes by. What did the Samaritans believe? may not know this, but the Samaritans believed in the Torah. They believed in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They believed in Jehovah. 
They believed in God. Now, they didn't believe you worshipped in Jerusalem. They believed you worshipped in um, uh, the, uh, another city there in Samaria. I can't think of the, it starts with a G, but, but that city that they believed you worshipped in. That's why she, the woman at the well tells Jesus, you know, you say we need to worship in Jerusalem, but we say we worship, in, our fathers say worship in this mountain. And, 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 but they believe in the law. And what's the law say about touching a dead body? It defiles you. But here Jesus says, this man binds this man up, this wounded man, this, this dying man, binds him up, pours oil in, pours wine in, pour, you know, puts him on his donkey, takes him to an inn, gives the innkeeper money and says, when I come back, if you've done any more, I'll, I'll pay you the rest. And, and it's just like Jesus is rubbing it into this, to this, uh, this lawyer and, and those that are around him that this, this Samaritan's touch, 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 touch. He touches him seven times. And he has the law that tells him not to touch an unclean. Or uh, make, it will make him unclean if he touches a dead body. But it didn't keep him from loving his neighbor. Can you shout praise the Lord somebody? Amen. When you talk about Samaritan, you talk about hatred. You talk about prejudice. What is Jesus? What did Jesus say to him? He says, now you go. He says, who was neighbor to him? And the man couldn't even answer using the word Samaritan. He didn't say that Samaritan that helped him. He couldn't even get those words out of his mouth. What did he say? The one who showed mercy on him. And Jesus said, now you go. Love your neighbor. I do likewise. Love your neighbor. Well, who's my neighbor? Jesus used a man that was most despised in Israel and said, that's your neighbor. That's your neighbor. We got people who think just because somebody's a different color of somebody else that they don't have to love them. I'm here to tell you our Muslims can be our neighbors. Can you shout praise the Lord? Homosexuals can be our neighbors. Amen. Those people whom you may think are unclean. And we're not justifying sin. Amen. In fact, Jesus told the woman at the well, salvation is of the Jews. We do know what we're talking about. We are right about what we're talking about. But he still loved her. Amen. And it's up to us as the church of the living God to love people. No matter where they come from. Amen. No matter how low they've sunk. No matter where, what color they are. Or what religion they are. We are commanded to be their neighbor. Oh, will you shout and praise the Lord with me today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know who Jesus Jesus is that good Samaritan. He is that one that picked me up when I was unclean and still loved me and bound up my wounds and put me in the inn or the church of the living God. Praise God. It's what it's about. 
We've got to love, Jesus said, even our enemies. Amen. It's not okay for us as a church to shun those just because they're different from us. Or to walk by them when they're in the time of need. Amen. This is the point Jesus is trying to get across to, to this Samaritan. Amen. And if you understand, just understanding the way they believed back then, Jesus is answering the question for all time that those in mankind are our neighbors. But you don't know what they've done to me. Gotta love them, he said. Something called forgiveness, isn't there? Corey Ten Boone, who was a, had gone to concentration camps. He was from Holland in the 1940s during World War II. She got, she wasn't a Jew, but she helped hide Jews from the Nazis. And they got caught. See, it was against the law to hide a Jew. You say, well, you need to keep the law. It's the law. Oh, no. Sometimes doing right can be wrong. Sometimes doing wrong can be right. And though she broke the law, she was doing right. And even so, you know, you wonder why, well, we're not supposed to lie. You got some people that, I mean, I don't want somebody like that if I'm hiding up in their attic from Nazis. I want somebody that lies. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? I want somebody that loves their neighbor more than they love not lying. Amen. Amen. Because it's what's important. You've got, now I'm not talking about you lie over lust or you lie to get your way or you're lying. We're not talking about, I'm not justifying lying, but I am talking about there is a time that doing wrong is right. And you can read it in the Bible. The Bible backs me up because those women that delivered the babies uh, during the time they were in captive and slaves in Egypt and, and they would deliver those babies and Pharaoh said, why, why are you doing this? I told you to throw them into the Nile or kill them. And they said, well, they're delivering them before we even get there. They were lying. But God blessed them with houses because he knew what they were doing was right. It's right to save life. It's right to stick up for life. Amen. Praise God. I've known men that say, you might strap a gun on me and I go to war, but I'm going to tell you, if my enemy's wounded and he's laying there dying, I'm going to help him being a neighbor isn't it praise God you know it's like that person you uh, you did me wrong buddy and I see him down on the side of the road and he's got a flat tire and no jack God is good <laughs> Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. <laughs> That's not being a neighbor. 
You know how you win that man? You help him out. Praise God. I'm sure that Jew that that Samaritan had helped, amen, didn't hate Jews anymore. I mean, didn't hate Samaritans anymore. Because he became a neighbor to him. Can you say praise the Lord somebody? Corey Ten Boom was sent to a concentration camp. And there her sister died. And there she got sick, but she made it through. And she remembers the guards. And in 1947, after the war, she went to Munich, Germany to talk about forgiveness. Because she said when you spoke to a German audience at that time, they were so humiliated by losing the war and the guilt of the Holocaust. She said when you spoke to an audience, there was no response, just solemn faces, no questions. They would get up and they would leave, but they felt shame for their injustice and being a part of it. She, she was there in Munich, Germany, giving a speech. And as she looked out, she saw a familiar face. And she's speaking about forgiveness, loving people. And it was the guard that was in her concentration camp. She said that I had to walk by naked because they stripped us of all our clothes and humiliated us. They shaved the women's heads tattooed them on their skins and when she was through with the speech she walks by and that German officer former German officer stuck his hand out she said but as he stuck his hand out I put my hand in my purse she said I saw him with his cap and his uniform on I remembered him and he says, I heard you mention the concentration camp you were in. He said, I worked there. He says, I don't remember you, but, but I was there. And, and I'm thankful. He says, I've become a Christian now and, and I'm glad God's forgiven me my sins. He says, but it would be nice to hear you say you have forgiven me also. And she said, she didn't know what to say. She, she my he was partly responsible my sister dying and the treatment and the misjustice. And she said, God, you're going to have to help me. And she said, I, she said, it seemed like eternity. I was there just not knowing what to do. She says, probably just a few moments, but she said, it seemed like eternity. And she said, God, and she says, one thing I understand is forgiveness is not an emotion. It's an action. You may not feel it emotionally, but you can do it by how you act. And, and she said, so God, she says, I'm going to put some action into this. You're going to have to put some feeling into it. Whatever and, and, and she said, when I, she said, I stuck out my hand and she said, I forgive you. I forgive you. 
I forgive. And she said, when I stuck out my hand, brother, and, and she said, I forgive you. She said it was like a bolt of lightning that went through her. And she felt the emotion of releasing that man and forgiving that man and becoming a neighbor to the very man that held them captive in a concentration camp. My God. And we think, oh, how can you do? And I know people have had a terrible things done to you in your life and, and, and all of that and how can God ask of me but his word says if we don't forgive he won't forgive me amen and when I think about what maybe somebody's done to me and some people have done some things to me amen but I think about what they've done to me but then I think about what I've done to God amen and how I've sinned against God and the things I've done against God amen so much more than what somebody else has done to me and if he doesn't hold back his forgiveness and his love and being that brother and neighbor to me how can I do that to somebody else will you stand with me and praise God hallelujah will you lift your hands and love him today will you lift your voice today Jesus we need you this world needs you God hallelujah 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 I tell you there's too much hatred going around Amen. Well, let's not let this politics, let's not let this hatred that's going around, let's not let it divide us, praise God, but let it bring it closer and let's be an example that God's people and all people, it doesn't matter what race you are, can come together and love God and be neighbors one to another. Hallelujah. 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 In fact, if you've got a problem with somebody that's different from you, you probably need to go out and reach out to them. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I've heard people make say, well, you know, they got AIDS because of their lifestyle. Maybe they did. That doesn't mean you don't help them. Doesn't mean you don't feed them. Doesn't mean you don't minister. Hallelujah. Who's the person that's treated you the worst in life? I know this isn't easy. But we've got to love them. Because Jesus loves them. He'll have the last word. Jesus even said, I come not to judge the world, but that the world might have life. Yes, it's raining. Sounds like it anyway. Who's hurt you the most? Jesus said, go be a neighbor. Go be a neighbor. not always easy. Amen. And sometimes being a neighbor might make you late to church. There are going to be those saying, why are you late? Just tell them I was being a neighbor. Don't lie though. <laughs> Don't lie. Oh God. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know. I'm just going to open this altar up. If you want to come, come. Praise. I'm not going to beg you to come. But I want him to make me a good neighbor. Hallelujah. 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 I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Help me, God. Oh, to be like that good Samaritan, Lord. Who reached out to somebody that was so different. He knew that man hated him. He knew that man didn't like him. But that man was in need and he didn't care. He loved him. Hallelujah. He looked past. He looked past the prejudice. He looked past the hate. He looked past the mistreatment. And he reached out. And he touched. And he loved. And he gave, Lord. Make us a church like that, God. Help, help me to be somebody like that, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Forgive me when I wanted to hold back, oh God. Oh Jesus. Hallelujah. Help us to love people, Lord. Help us to love people, Lord. Help us to be that neighbor today, God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, just reach out to Him and ask Him. Just reach out to Him and ask Him. Lord, help me to be that neighbor, God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Maybe there's somebody you just need to go up to and put your arm around them. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're praying for them. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Everything I give. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God, I want to surrender my will to you, Lord. Sometimes help us to put your commandments in the right perspective, Lord. Help us to put your commandments in the right perspective, Lord. In the right order, God. Withholding nothing. Hallelujah. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I give you all of me. Yes. I give you all of me. Lord Jesus. I give you all of me. I give you all of me, Lord. I give you all of me. I give, I give you all of me. I give you all of me. I give you all Oh, yes. Sing it unto the Lord. I give you all Hallelujah. We give you all, God. Help us to give you all, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I give you all oh, in the name of I Jesus. Give you all of me. In the name of Jesus. I give you all of me. I Thank you, Lord. Give you all Thank you, Lord. I give you all of me. Oh God. I give you all of me. Give you all of me, Lord. 
I give you all of me, Lord. I give you all of me, Lord. I give you all of me, Lord. Hallelujah. Help me to be like that good Samaritan, Lord. You are that good Samaritan, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh. What's Brother Corner asking for? Volunteers to help in this ministry over here. Who's leading that ministry? Oh, her. Well, she ain't ever spoke to me. She's never given me the time of day. You think I'm going to help her? Hello. Talking about being a neighbor, aren't we? Who are we supposed to be a neighbor to? Hallelujah. Lord, help me be that neighbor, Lord. Will you pray with me one more time? Lord, help me be that neighbor, God. Help me be that neighbor that Jesus spoke about, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, they may hate me, but help me to love them, Lord. They may not like me, Lord, but help me to help them, Lord, in their time of need, God. In the name of Jesus, we give you all. We give you all. We give you all, Lord. Holding nothing, Lord. Holding nothing, Lord. Holding nothing, Lord. Holding nothing. Yes, Lord. Raise your hands to Him. We give you all. Oh, we give you all, God. I give you all. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus.